Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation from my flagship station, WSB in Atlanta, Georgia. Glad to have you with me. The phone number is 877 877- Nine seven three seven four two five. If you want to be on the program, I'm gonna. I, I there's some actual COVID news you're probably gonna want to hear. We'll get to it though. But I just decided I'm gonna go off the beaten path here for a moment because I'm this still sticks in my crawl. Should a kindergartner, a five year old, learn about sex at school? Hmm? Should a kindergartner learn about sex at school, sexual positions, sexual acts, sex between people, different sexes, homosexuality, heterosexuality? See, it's it's not just the, in in Florida. the The left has gone to war against a piece of legislation that came about because some elementary school teachers in Florida were, in fact, despite denials of the left, trying to teach young kids things like oral, anal, and, and, and uh, regular sex. They were being missionaries for the missionary position with some kindergartners, first and second graders. I wish I were making this up, but I'm not, and it's awkward to talk about on radio because I know that you may have kids with you. I've got kids. Uh, my kids are teenagers now, and I wouldn't have wanted them in elementary school to be taught about this stuff. But the left has decided this is a way uh, that the right is advancing to prevent kids from learning about homosexuality at an early age, from learning about uh, a kid who might have two dads or two moms instead of a mom and a dad. And they're calling it the Don't Say Gay Bill, and they've roped Disney into denouncing the piece of legislation. Because some of Disney's young uh, Gen Z employees who are hyper-progressive, they're opposed to the legislation, and they bought the spin. They haven't read the legislation. The legislation just prohibits uh, teaching about human sexuality at an early age and gender identity issues. Uh, they, they don't want kids to start being indoctrinated at an early age into transgenderism. And the left is all against it. Uh, I got to tell you, I just continue to think there is a massive great divide in this country these days on cultural issues, and they call people on the right culture warriors. I'm sorry, I'm not the one who thinks that a kindergartner needs to learn about anal sex. I, I'm not. I, if it makes me a culture warrior to think we don't need to do that, 
uh, okay, I guess I'm the culture warrior, but I'm not the one trying to advance an agenda here. I'm just trying to say, wait a second, guys. Can we just put a stop to this? The kindergartners need to learn actually how to read and write and, and begin to count. They need to learn their colors. They need to learn the alphabet. They need to learn numbers. They need to learn basic, uh, the beginnings of math concepts. They don't need to be learning about, um, that. you know, it's not just moms and dads, but dads and dads and moms and moms. And uh, you, you can save that for fourth grade. Can we just get our kids an education? But here's the thing, and I firmly believe this. I genuinely believe this. The reason so many people in public school are now indoctrinating kids into lifestyles and progressive ideals is because they've given up on teaching. They've decided the schools have become a, a factory for indoctrination, not education, because the kids aren't educatable. That's what's going on here. They have decided the kids aren't going to learn, so we might as well teach them about sex. I mean, we live in a hypersexualized uh, society anyway. And the Florida legislation responds to this decision to give up on public schools and say, no, you've actually got to teach basic skills, not sex. And the left thinks that's a bad thing. The left has embraced the idea of systemic racism to avoid having to acknowledge that their policies have failed minorities in this country. When you decide, well, we, we've advanced, let's see, we've had a war on, on poverty. We've had the Great Society. We've had the New Deal. We've had the Obama era, first black president. We've had all of these things and people are still behind. Well, it can't be that our policy ideals failed. It must be there's this thing that's called systemic injustice and it's been woven into our system going all the way back to 1688 before we were even a figment in the mind of Jesus himself. There we were woven with racism and we can't get rid of the racism and that's why our public schools suck. So let's teach about anal sex instead. That's what's going on here. They will not admit, cannot admit, are incapable of admitting that their policy choices over the last 50 years have failed to improve the lives of non-white people in the United States as their own lives were getting improved. Look at the, look at the obsession of wealthy white people with income inequality. It is the obsession of wealthy white people. It's true that there is there is inequality, and it's it's because there's systemic racism and injustice woven into the fabric of our society. And that's why you can't get ahead. Therefore, we need to raise taxes on people like me and give you a handout, but provide enough loopholes so that I can actually get around the tax increase. But the people not smart like me can't. That's what's going on here. They've got to come up with a new mythology to distract from the fact that their ideas, their policies that they've advanced over a long period of time, including in Republican administrations, Richard Nixon was the guy who wanted price controls. Richard Nixon came up with the EPA. Their policies have failed. Their policies have failed. They can't admit it 
So instead, they've got to degrade the entire educational system and use it as a tool of indoctrination. Now, parents have had enough. You see, parents really didn't know a lot of this stuff was going on. A lot of people like me for years have been saying this crap is happening in schools. This has been happening for a long time. And parents are like, no, not really. No, it's it's not in the homework that I'm seeing come home. Well, in the last year and a half, the parents have had to be at home with the kids on their Zoom calls, and they've seen it for themselves. They've seen that everything you and I have been saying were right. And they're furious. Not only are they furious at that, they're furious about their kids not being able to go back to school. And then when they went back to school, they had to wear masks. And their kids are behind now on language development and speech. They're behind in their education. And the left has been doubling down on all of this stuff, very dogmatically doubling down on all of this stuff. And now the parents realize, you know what? These Republicans, these conservatives, they're right. And what's the left's response? Parents don't need to know about their kids' education. How many times have you heard a Democratic politician say that? That you, you don't you don't need to know. You don't need to. You, you, parents have no say. Look at Terry McAuliffe in Virginia. He lost telling parents that they don't need to be involved in their kids' education. They should not have a say. You talk to the pollsters in Virginia, the Democrat pollsters in Virginia. Forget the Republican pollsters. The Democratic pollsters behind closed doors will tell you the moment Terry McAuliffe came out and said parents should not be involved in what their children learn at school, his numbers started crashing. When he said that it was race, this critical race theory wasn't happening and it was a racist dog whistle, his numbers fell further because the parents know they've now seen it. And the Democrats are in such a bubble, they don't realize it. Republicans, though, have to be careful. They can't overplay their hand. In Utah, the governor out there is a pretty progressive Republican. And he has vetoed school choice. Well, he, he pushed for the state legislature to kill school choice. In, in Oklahoma, the Speaker of the House in Oklahoma has been the chief opponent to school choice. School choice is the solution to this, by the way. The Democratic policy or philosophy for always state in power is you give people an entitlement. You know the Republicans are going to try to claw it back, and, and the voters will vote for the Democrats to keep their entitlement. Republicans can flip this on their head with school choice. Republicans can say, we're going to allow you to get out of public school and go to a school of your choice. We're going to allow you to pick which school you want to send your kid to, and we'll give you your taxpayer dollars that you're already paying. We'll give it back to you so you can cover the cost of that tuition. And in places like Oklahoma, it's the Speaker of the House who opposed it. In Georgia, it's the Speaker of the House. And some of the Republicans, the Republicans don't want to vote for it. The Republicans don't want to be on record. The Speaker of the House in Georgia is actually killing school choice, not because he's opposed to it. He's actually helped it get to the floor in the past. It's just there are enough Republicans in the state house who don't want it passed because they're in bed with the teachers groups, some cases literally, and they don't want to be on record killing school choice. The Speaker is in a very safe district, so he can kill it for them. They can come up with all sorts of excuses. The Republicans are going to kill it. They're insane. Every Republican-backed legislature should be advancing school choice right now. 
But, you know, the GOP, they also need to be careful about overplaying their hand. In Florida, they're passing that legislation that says you can't teach elementary school kids about sex. Some Republicans in Georgia, and I think every single one of them is running for office, they've overplayed their hand. You know, one of the chief obstacles and objections to school choice in Georgia is that if we start letting kids come to our private school with taxpayer dollars, the state's going to start regulating us. And these Republicans, they mean well, but in Georgia, they're passing a bill, and the left has already said it's a, a, a don't be gay bill or don't say gay bill in Georgia. It's a very poorly worded, very hastily written piece of legislation that gives the left nationally another talking point against Republicans. And you know what else? It undermines school choice nationwide. The Republican legislation in Georgia, unlike in Florida, in Georgia, the law would apply to private schools, including private Christian schools. And it says you can't teach about uh, gender roles and orientation and gender identity in an elementary school setting, which means a Christian school can't teach Genesis. The state of Georgia, if this Republican plan were passed, would ban Christian schools in Georgia from teaching the book of Genesis. Why? Because in the very beginning, Genesis 1, God creates male and female. In Genesis 2, God says Adam needs a helpmate. He shouldn't be alone. And he, he from Adam's rib makes a woman. And they are separate and distinct roles made in the image of God. It's Orthodox Christian teaching. And that would be banned in Georgia because the Republicans decided to bandwagon the approach in Florida. And they decided to apply it to private schools, not public schools, which completely undermines private school choice. Because for years, there's been this latent fear of, of Christian schools in Georgia that, gosh, if we start letting these kids come to our school, what happens when Stacey Abrams gets elected? She'll start regulating us. And people have said no. It's not going to happen. And here the Republicans in Georgia are not only trying to regulate it, they're trying to ban Christian schools from teaching Genesis because they didn't think they wanted to jump on the bandwagon and get some attaboy PR. And now they're sabotaging their own best efforts for school choice by being unthoughtful. I almost said stupid. I probably should have, but they're friends of mine. I don't want to call my friends stupid, but my gosh, did these people jump, I mean, headfirst into something they didn't realize they were doing. Now they're all walking back. We didn't mean to do that. We didn't mean to do that. We, 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 we don't want the Christian school to not teach this stuff. Well, then kill your law. It's not going to pass anyway. You've just given the left a talking point that now undermines school choice itself. The Republicans, if they think thoughtfully about this, they can win the issue. The Democrats are right now playing full culture warriors. And it's overwhelmingly rich white people. It's 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 upper it, transgenderism is a is a issue with upper income white people. Very rarely do you see it happening in in non-white households, and if they are, they tend to be wealthy households. It's one of the cultural issues. Is one of the reasons Black and Hispanic voters are moving to the GOP. And all the GOP has to do is not be as stupid as the Democrats. And my gosh, sometimes they can't help themselves but try to out-stupid the Democrats in this. You know, God bless Ron DeSantis, who's standing up firmly for this piece of legislation in Florida. They got Disney coming after him now in Florida. And all the legislation says is you're not going to teach kindergartners how to have sex, which they can't do anyway. 
and the left is upset with that, and they, they've just said, well, actually, it's a don't say gay. It's all about, no, it is, I've read the legislation. It doesn't say anything like that. You're not allowed to teach kids about sex in kindergarten. That's what the legislation says. You never know that from the mainstream media or the left. They have a culture warrior talking point. They are advancing an agenda. And if they happen to know any parents out there who are sane, they would realize their agenda is going to drive even more parents to the GOP. We should let them continue to be vocal about this stuff. And we should keep advancing common sense. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Jerry, you are going to be up next. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Eric. Hey, you were talking about the quiet conservative voices out there. And a few weeks ago, you had a frustrated caller call in and ask, where are the guys and gals on the right fighting against this or that? And I just want to share, I used to ask myself that same question all the time. And then I came to a realization that it's never going to happen. And the reason I came to that conclusion was that we're asking, or I was asking guys and gals up there on our side to be a lion and a fighter. And if you look back at the history of most of these people up there uh, in Congress, They've never been a lion and a fighter. I bet most of them are probably the high school newspaper editor. I bet most of them never served in the military. And that's fine. But asking someone or a group of people to do something that they've never done before, it's just not going to happen. And, and until there's fresh blood and that career politicians out of there, um, it's going to be the same frustration. So well, um, I just wanted to share that. As well. uh, keep in mind that uh, the entirety of Washington – is built around co-opting the firebrands uh, and and bringing them into the fold. Uh, that's why I like my uh, so my buddy Chip uh, Chip Roy, who I, I played the audio before. Uh, the Democrats are furious with him because he forced them to have to delay their uh, retreat today because he kept them up all night voting. Uh, Chip actually he worked for Rick Perry, helped Rick Perry write his book Fed Up. Was uh, Ted Cruz's chief of staff when, when, back when Ted Cruz was the the firebrand Ted Cruz? Uh, really, it was because Chip was the chief of staff. Uh, left to work as the the deputy attorney general of Texas and um, wound up ultimately getting elected to Congress. So he's been in and out of Washington. He's from Texas. He's seen the way the game plays, and and no one can co opt him. And he's the rare guy who's been in the conservative movement as long as he's been in the conservative movement. Those people are very hard to get. I I will just say I know a member of the Senate who I was very high on early on. He was challenged uh, by the GOP establishment, and he beat them and went to Washington. And I said, man, here's what's going to happen. They're going to take you on Codell's. They're going to take you on these flights overseas to do business, and you're going to come back co-opted. Don't you do it. Mitch McConnell is notorious for taking people on these trips. And when they come back, they're Mitch's guy. Don't you do it. He got on the plane and he's never been the same. All of Washington is designed to cause you to take the path of least resistance. And the path of least resistance is to go along to get along. But that being said, you get the guys like Chip Roy there. You get the House Freedom Caucus members and they are so disruptive it raises a flag for the voters, and they force their side to come along in our direction. And that's a good thing. They're not always going to do it. And ultimately, at the end of the day, you do have to engage in some level of compromise often to get stuff done. The question is, how far do you compromise? And it always seems like the Republicans are the ones who are willing to give up 51%, so the Democrats never have to give up more than 49 that role needs to change. All right, when we come back, there actually is some COVID news and I will take your phone calls as well.
Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Let's go to Teresa calling. Welcome to the program. Hey there. Nice to talk to you. Uh, about my comment is about the uh, sixth education for fifth graders and on up there. Mm-hmm. I was talking to your uh, screener yesterday, and I said, the purpose of education is what? To learn, for the kids to learn so that they can be productive members and, you know, when they grow up, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, what occupation would that sex education be for? Politicians. Prostitution. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, prostitutes and and politicians, yes. (laughs) And for those being involved in sex trafficking and pornography and such like that, I mean, is that what they really want to follow the dots as to what this would lead to, possibly? Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm glad you said that, Teresa. Um, You know, the left right now, thank you for the phone call, the left says that, uh, you know, grooming and human trafficking and all, that it's not really true. Um, uh, Hidalgo County, Texas, mother and son have been arrested for running a violent international child sex trafficking ring for decades. They were smuggling girls from Mexico. The mother, 64, the son is 36. Uh, The feds have taken over the case from Texas uh, the mother and son have been indicted. Uh, they were bringing girls to a bar in Texas, in South Texas, where they were being sold into slavery in the United States. And so many people on the left say this isn't true. This is a mythology. This is a moral panic over nothing. No, it happens all the time. And and people don't want to pay attention to it, and it, that's it, deeply frustrating to me. Um, when I ran for office, it was the issue I ran on, and I won. And uh, it was to, to shut down a lot of the Asian-themed massage parlors in my area where they were fronts for human trafficking and for prostitution and the like. And I was successful, and then I went away, and now it's been, been about a decade since I've gone, and they're starting to creep back into the area. It's deeply frustrating to see. But I want to move gears. I want to shift gears now. There is some data out there. This is from the Financial Times. In England, vaccines and the Omicron variant mean COVID is less deadly than the flu now in England. A combination of high levels of immunity and the reduced severity of the Omicron variant has rendered COVID-19 less lethal than influenza for the vast majority of people in England. But the speed with which Omicron infects people still pushed the total number of deaths this winter, whose underlying cause was a main respiratory illness to 9,641 since the first week of January, 50% higher than in a typical flu season despite lower levels of social mixing. The high degree of immune protection from vaccination and previous infection among England's population formed the basis of the government's decisions to end legally enforced self-isolation last month and scale back free testing from April 1st as part of its living with COVID plan. However, experts say a recent increase in hospital admissions, possibly driven by decreased behavioral caution after the dropping of restrictions, highlighted the risk of the government strategy. Now, what does all this boil down to? 
COVID continues to evolve. Uh, epidemiologists and, and immunologists still are worried about the potential for another outbreak over the summer in the United States of a new variant beyond the Omicron variant. But it's speculation. What is notable, however, that if you've been vaccinated, and particularly if you've gotten the booster shot, COVID is actually far less severe now than the flu. That's progress. You know, when the government first told us that the the vaccines would keep people from getting uh, the virus, I think everyone in government needs to acknowledge now that they oversold it because it's not true. What is true, however, that the vaccines have reduced uh, the impact of COVID on a lot of people. And a lot of people have gotten COVID now and have natural immunity. And there is actually a growing body of evidence. Contrary, you know, you get banned from Twitter six months ago for saying this, but it turns out to be true. Natural immunity tends to be better and last longer than uh, the, the immunity that comes from the vaccine. Now, still far better for most people to have gotten the vaccine, particularly if they're immunocompromised or are akin to someone who's immunocompromised. In my family, we all got the vaccine. My wife's got lung cancer. We kind of felt obligated to do it. It made a lot of sense. But the data has changed, and so that means that our lives should be able to change even more so. Most states are reopening. Most states have reopened. Hawaii is the last state with a mask mandate, and it comes down on Friday, or no, on on Saturday. They get rid of it on Saturday. But the Transportation Safety Administration has decided they're going to continue the mask mandate until the middle of April. There's no reason to do that. In fact, the airflow on airplanes is so good, sitting next to someone on an airplane is akin to standing 15 feet from them. That's the data out today. There's no reason to continue this except very much like theater. And this is part of my problem with the Transportation Safety Administration, the TSA. So much of what they do is theater. It's designed to make people feel safe without actually making them safer. It is. I mean, the the number of people who can go through TSA with something inappropriate in their bag uh, and get through it is is amazing to me. And there are lots of things that the inspection process of the TSA can't even pick up. But it's designed to make you feel safe. Now, Boys and girls, there was this time before September 11th, 2001, where you went through minimal security and your whole family could go with you to the gate. That's hard for a lot of people to fathom now. So when I was a kid in the 80s, my dad worked for Conoco Oil uh, and we lived in Dubai and we would go back and forth and every summer we'd come home for a couple months and then we'd go back before school started. And our whole family could go with us to the gate in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where I'm from. Our whole family would go with us to see us off. And they'd they'd wait for us to get on the plane before they left. Everybody go through security, go through the basic metal detector, all that. It's like TSA pre-check, but everybody could go. The only time they couldn't is when you were coming internationally, like we would land in in Atlanta uh, from... Brussels or Paris or Frankfurt or or Amsterdam or London, 
We land in Atlanta on our way to Baton Rouge, and occasionally we'd have friends there meeting us, and they would have to wait till we got through the other side of customs. They couldn't come to the international gates then. I got to say, I kind of prefer it uh, the way it is now where people can't go to your gate to meet you because there are so many people in airports. So many people. The Atlanta airport I'm most familiar with is, is very crowded already, and that's just with the passengers coming and going. But the process of getting to your gate is a great deal of theater. It is. And so, too, is the masking. And the problem here that I have is how it requires us, allows us, um, processes through us to be just a bunch of hooey. And so we don't really, um, we, we, we don't take seriously the things we should take serious because so much of the other stuff discredits the whole. To me, it's very much like uh, the conspiracy theories we're getting now on the bio labs in Ukraine. And there are a lot of people who have bought into a bit of Russian propaganda. And unfortunately, I got to be frank with you, it is Russian propaganda. And people in the West have been spreading it and people in the West have been believing those spreading it about these bio labs. And I'm sympathetic to the people because the government of the United States of America, particularly under Joe Biden and with Dr. Fauci in charge, have done so many things that are questionable and have said so many things people knew were not true. When they deny it, you question them. And the Russians are capitalizing on that. In the 1990s, after the Soviet Union fell, There were biological labs with very hazardous materials in them throughout Eastern Europe. They're all over the world, by the way. Now, why are they there? Well, primarily for agriculture. Have you ever seen uh, the movie Interstellar? It's the Matthew McConaughey uh, movie about basically time travel, black holes and the like. Pretty good movie. Amazing score. My gosh, I put that movie on, on, on the big screen Uh, In the back of the house with the surround sound system on, it's just amazing. The sound of that movie is a character of the movie. But uh, the whole premise of the movie is that this wormhole has opened. It is a stable wormhole. It appears to be made by an advanced civilization of people. And uh, it comes at a time that the world is dying, that every crop is getting a fungus. And the fungus is moving from crop to crop. So all the wheat got wiped out. Then all the rice got wiped out. Uh, They're on okra uh, and and corn is going as well. Okra and corn are dying. And once those die, there'll be no vegetation. The entire world will just be a desert world where nothing can grow. Well, these bio labs were set up around the world as uh, fertilizers have gotten really good. And immunity to funguses and and the like, or fungal immunity to the... the, um, chemicals has happened, uh, biolabs were set up around the world. So if they found a fungus that was building up immunity, they would want to study it to figure out how to get around the fungus. Well, then uh, viruses and bacteria as well operated in the same way. So, for example, in Ukraine, Ukraine is one of the highest, if not the highest rate of tuberculosis in Europe. And the tuberculosis strains that are in Ukraine are immune uh, to a lot of the um, antibiotic uh, that they throw at tuberculosis. 
So they have biolabs, and the Russians started them, the Soviets started them back in the 80s, looking at uh, crop fungal. I mean, my gosh, the amount of wheat that grows in Ukraine, you kind of want to study that stuff if they get a fungus that's resistant to pesticides, but then also the, um, the, the viruses, the bacteria that are resistant to treatment. The Americans are deeply concerned that the Russians, now that uh, the once the Soviet Union collapsed and didn't have the money, the U.S. stepped in and said, we'll help cover the cost of maintaining these things. The Russians are now saying, actually, these are bioweapons laboratories and the United States is building biological warfare against us. It's not really true. Could there be biological warfare agents there? Yes, there could. In large part, remember, these were Soviet-operated biolabs, just like with China and, and the COVID virus. And this is part of the conspiracy theorizing there. We all know that the, the, the predominance of, of, of COVID is that it came from this one of these labs in China and Fauci and the like, they've all denied it. We know what Fauci was spending money on. So we were like, oh, the, the Russians, they must be telling the truth. We've been building bio labs. We're the bad guys, not the Russians. No, it's all part of this big conspiracy theory run by the uh, Russian propaganda ministers. And when you hear people in American television outlets pick up this line that we're operating bioweapons labs in Eastern Europe, you need to understand this is a Vladimir Putin talking point that is being circulated in the West by people who hate the Biden administration. Unfortunately, we've gotten to this time where when the Trump administration is in charge, the Democrats want to believe the worst about America. When the Democrats are in charge, it's Republicans who want to believe the worst about America. And so a lot of Republicans, a lot of people who are Trump supporters are willing to believe the worst about these bio labs because Joe Biden's in charge and they don't like Dr. Fauci. But it is ultimately a propaganda effort by the Russians to convince Americans that our cause against Russia is unjust. And it is remarkable to me how many Americans want to believe the worst about their government. Now, I have got to say as an aside that our government should probably be mindful of the fact that its credibility got wiped out in COVID in large part because of Dr. Fauci, who now apparently is the witness protection program. But that doesn't mean we're operating bioweapons labs in Eastern Europe. What it means, though, is that a lot of Americans are digesting Russia propaganda through American media outlets and would rather believe the Russian propaganda than believe the truth because they're so down on their country right now. I want you to be up on your country. I want you to be a loyal American. You don't have to root for the president of the United States. If anything, root against him to save the country. But he is your president, and our country is still great. And one of the great businesses in our country is the Eden Pure. Eden Pure makes the thunderstorm air purifier. You can get three of them right now for less than $200. That's $200 savings. You can get three of them, one for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for your basement or your car, your RV, your hotel room. Travel with it. These things, a little bigger than your hand. I can hold it in the palm of my hand. I take it with me when I travel. If the car is stinky or the hotel room is, they wipe out the odors. They also get rid of the mildew, the mold, the bacteria, the pollen floating in the air. They clean the air. You can get three of them for less than $200 at EdenPureDeals.com. What you do is you go to EdenPureDeals.com. You put in my discount code, ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3. It'll take you to the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Put them in your cart. If the discount code doesn't follow through to checkout, there's a discount code box. And you put in E-R-I-C-K-3, ERIC3, no space, ERIC3, the number three. Click apply. You get $200 off. You get three of them for less than $200, and you get free shipping. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan Nationwide. They can help your business grow. If you're a business looking to become a bigger business and you need a loan, $750,000 or more, you're buying a building, you're building a building, reach out to First Liberty. 
they can get you to yes where banks are saying no. They make their decisions in-house. They've been doing it since the 90s. They are experts in helping businesses. FirstLibertyGA.com is the website. FirstLibertyGA.com. Tell them Eric sent you. Uh, see if they can work a great deal for you. Y'all, I'm, I'm frustrated. Uh, Apple. Apple has announced that it is going to get two games exclusively on Apple, Apple TV Plus, for Friday baseball games. And I am actually enamored to see what they do, how they handle it. Do they do their own announcing or do they pull in the the audio feeds of the teams? You know, like the 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 Braves, the Cubs, you name the team. They've got announcers uh, who do radio broadcasts. And I'm wondering if Apple's just going to pull in those feeds or are they going to have panels? Are they going to have discussions? Are they going to going to bring in commentary? What are they going to do? They say they're going to do some sort of new interactive visual fan experience and the like. I'm excited about it, except it's never going to happen because Major League Baseball cannot come to terms to get out on the field. The Braves still have not signed Freddie Freeman. For a second straight Tuesday, Major League Baseball and the Players Association spent a day negotiating and ended up without a deal. The lockout is into its fourth month. Owners gave the players another Tuesday deadline to try to preserve a 162-game schedule. After saying last week the first two series of the season had been canceled, but after 17 hours of negotiating that began Tuesday morning and lasted into Wednesday morning, a league official said the union asked for more time for its executive board to review the latest proposal and said it would respond Wednesday morning. Previously, Major League Baseball threatened another week of missed games during the regular season if no deal was reached. Top negotiators for both sides met several times trying to hammer out a deal with the sides butting heads over key areas, including the competitive balance tax, pre-arbitration pool, and minimum salary. Now, I, I got to say, uh, I think both sides are culpable here. Both sides have problems, but the owners sound to me to be like overwhelmingly greedy at this point. And they keep throwing curveballs to the Players Association. One of the big things the players are concerned about is what to do with the minor league teams and the players there. You get pulled up to the majors for a game and then you get thrown back into the minors and you're, you're treated like garbage. They're concerned about the players. You could not, you could not play baseball the way it is played by getting rid of the current players and getting the next thousand players. It just, it won't be the same game. You could get rid of the owners, bring in other business people and the owners have gotten really greedy. They need to fix this. I would like baseball, please. My gosh, I don't want to have to spend my summers on the front porch having to talk to my friends on the front porch. <laughs> I need baseball. It's 2022. Things are still crazy. Things haven't settled down. And now you got the Federal Reserve and interest rates. You got the economy. You got inflation. A lot of banks won't even return your phone call. Let's say you're a small business and you need a loan for $750,000 or higher. You see an opportunity where banks, they don't even want to see you. You want to buy a building, you want to build a building, reach out to the Frost family at First Liberty Building and Loan. They've been helping small businesses become big businesses since the 1990s. They want to help you if they can. 
So spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a good fit for them and they're a good fit for you. Their website is firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. Again, you need a loan, $750,000 or higher. You're a small business and you see an opportunity to grow. Share it with the Frost family and see if they can help you. Firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. First Liberty Building and Loan can help businesses nationwide become bigger businesses.